Hi, just wanted to let you know at the top that this episode is emotionally heavy, and some of you may find it intense to listen to. If at any point you prefer to read the transcript instead, head over to jointhepartypod.com. We've also released the after party a day early so you can hear us discuss what goes down. All right, now let's get to it. Last time on Join the Party. Yeah, I love college. I love centaurs. Yeah, I love cleaning. Yeah, I love college. The party steps inside the frat horse, where Vandor the Pony Centaur is being hazed. Pledge. We take hazing extremely seriously here. They just kind of do things as favors. Their punishment? Clean the bathroom. But the bathroom fights back. I'm sitting down on the edge of the ramp, just sort of like looking around and saying, this isn't, this can't be. Like most dirty rooms, there is a secret door hidden in the filth, letting into the dark recesses of the building. There, three ancient challenges wait for those who come upon them. But the challenges are so old. Johnny, also as you hit the last F, the front of the organ falls off. At the end of it, Johnny is tempted by an unlit black candle. And he does what Johnny does. As you light the candle, you feel all of the light, the dim light in the room, it starts to drain. And it's like everything is moving towards the candle. The last labor awaits. Let's finish the checklist and let's get the party started. As you walk back to Zaol's dome, the weather changes again. And this is close to fall, but this isn't the beautiful picnic outside, wear a nice sweater fall day. This is the wind cutting through your jacket and sweater, crinkling your boots, making your eyes water type of fall day. It's desolate, and the only sound you hear is the crunching of dead leaves below your feet. It's a long walk from the campus to the dome because Zaol, once again, has not given you any sort of bus fare back. Tracy's watching every one of the steps as he takes them, making sure that he's making forward progress. I think Oatcake is uh, nosing at the leaves, but we're bruised and bloodied and uh, just want to get to that last thing. It takes a few hours to transverse the city, but you see Zaol's dome only a few hundred feet in front of you. And the door, unlike before, is slightly ajar. It seems like someone took a painting and, like, scribbled over it. This beautiful landscape that you're so used to seeing, it looks off. Before we get within sort of earshot of the door... I'm going to stop and look at my companions. So are we going to talk about this? 
Johnny continues walking forward towards the door. Tracy unsheathes his axe and flips it over and starts using it as a walking stick and trudges faster forward. Okay. As three of you walk up to the door, you don't hear anything inside. Leading the way, I flip my sunglasses on so I can take a look inside before we walk in. Sure. Uh, you don't see anyone in there. Bridge isn't in there. You don't see the speaker like last time. Uh, now the compass is floating. It's sure. about five feet above the pedestal, and it's spinning lazily. Tracy comes stomping up behind Johnny, kicks the door in, stomps down the staircase, and says, Zabel, let's get this done! As Tracy kicks open the door, you feel the same rush of wind that you do when you usually exit and you go somewhere random. And uh, as you walk through, the temperature changes and you look around and you're in a waiting room. What? There is a, a young woman, probably a college age, sitting at a desk, her face buried in a very, very large textbook. And as you scream, she looks up and says, oh, I'm sorry, it's just 10 gold. I'm sorry, I can't do anything about the price. Tracy puts his axe away, slowly. And R comes in with oat cake in her arms. Huh? Uh, I can give you 12? I mean, you don't, you don't have to. I, I, if you have a scholarship, you can just, if you have a scholarship, take it. You can just show it to me. You don't have to, yeah, I'm... You don't have to yell. I'm sorry. didn't mean to raise my voice. Um, Thank you. Appreciate that. Calmly and collected, I'd like to ask, where the hell are we? You're at the... Um, oh, I guess I should do the formal speech. Um, as you two join Tracy in front of the desk, you get a better look at this young woman. She is a, a half-elf with short brown hair. Uh, with a little ponytail, like she just got it long enough to put a ponytail in. She wears uh, very thick glasses and picks up the textbook and puts it under her arm as she prepares to give you the speech. Hello, and welcome to the Labyrinth of Dawnrise. And she makes a sweeping motion with her right hand. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't to you. It's just long story. Seven, okay. I, I mean, I have to start. I, I really have this memorized. I have to start over. Sorry. Okay. Is that, is that okay? I'm just going to start over. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Labyrinth of Dawnrise. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just, I, I had really a cough. I apologize. To... I'm, I'm so sorry. It's been like the weather's changing and I'm not feeling all myself. So, so I apologize. Okay. apologize. I'm just going to, so I'll just go. So again. Okay. Tracy throws 12 gold at, on the table. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay, let me get through. I really got to get through my speech. Um, okay, welcome to the Labyrinth of Dawn... Welcome to the Labyrinth of Dawnrise. Um, rumors abound of the untold riches hidden within. Whispering voices tell of the numerous puzzles that rest between these walls. Some say the puzzles are impossible. It's by this main gate you can see all of the students here that have tried to tackle it. And only the best of Dawnrise Academy can conquer the Labyrinth. Will the maze ever be solved? Who is the next to escape? Who is that dastardly looking woman sitting in front? No, that's, no, that's me. Hello, I'm, as you know, I shouldn't have read that. Um, hi, I'm Corelia, and I will be your guide to the Labyrinth of Dawnrise. Ten gold, just ten gold pieces, and you can take your shot here at Dawnrise Academy, where you are the true magic. I always knew I was magic. 
That feels that would that feels kind of con condescending, but okay. We're um, really tired. Sorry, not you, us. Long day, longest day. I knew. Anyway, hi, I'm I'm an RS. Okay, I'm Tracy. Just, I'm just gonna lay down. Okay, Tracy. Great. Tracy lays down. All right. Well, I mean, you have your. You, this is your your block, right? Your time block. I'm. Uh yeah. Yes. I mean, I can. Uh, Corellia puts down the big textbook and picks up a clipboard and flips through and says, "Yeah, I have um, out of town adventurers written here for I guess for eleven eleven a.m. Um, and I guess you have this for you can start any time within like thirty minutes, but we have other people coming through, so." I thought you you would know. I th- this was much more of a formality. Oh, I, I mean, we know, but if you could remind us, what are we looking for exactly? I'm just a student. I, this is my work study. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I'm not. What are you? What's your major? Um, I'm a speak speller. It's my major. C- cool. Yeah, I do magic by saying things out loud. I'm not very good yet, which is why I'm doing this work study job, and you know. And I felt for... the magic when you when you gave us that speech. That's really nice. I've been actually I really spent a lot of time memorizing this thing, and I'm really glad you came through. But uh, you know, what? you don't look like you three don't look like college students. More like students of the world, you know, like like students <laughs> of the road, like learning all the adventures that life has to give us, just really firsthand. We can't be like hemmed in by a classroom man. Hi, no, I'm, I mean, I'm a fine. continuing learner. Is like two thousand years a cutoff for age? Or no, you, I mean adventurers come through in here. Uh, it's kind of a continuing learning experience. Welcome, sir. I know you you might have frequented some of our the lovely things here at Donnerize Academy, getting your magic on straight, where you are the real magic. They really drilled that one into me. <laughs> um, but you know, adventurers come here through here all the time just to conquer the labyrinth. Uh, so I assume that, that you're here for that too. How, how often do they succeed? Karelia scrunches up her nose and says, I cannot tell you because I am put in the responsibility. I need to uphold the mystery that is the labyrinth of dawn rise. And she does another sweep with her hand. Tracy hops up. Hey, let's just do this. I'm, I'm done. And he takes out his axe. Let's go. Okay. I place 10 gold on the desk. Thank you. Is there like a pamphlet or an instruction sheet? Do I sign a waiver? I'm not signing anything. You don't have to. No one has to sign anything. Uh, you're just gonna go on ahead, um, and uh, good. You'll be good luck. You'll be fine. Are, are most people usually fine? Some people are fine. Cool. There have been a lot of successful people. Adventurers come here through all, all the time. It's a little harder for students. It's kind of like our graduation ceremony here. But as adventurers walk through, I mean, it, it kind of depends. Um, you know, the rooms are always changing, so no one ever does one. Uh, it's procedurally generated by, uh, you know, our magicians here. Uh, so, you know, everyone has a different experience. Last question. Did there used to be a kind of like round lecture hall here? A little weird compass thing, kind of dings, kind of ugly on a pedestal. Scary woman. Have you talked to a really big jerk guy? You know? You'd know. You, you know the one. It sounds like I do not know who you are talking about. Did he did he tell you to say that? I don't know. I don't know who you're okay, talking about. Okay, cool. takes out his other axe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get this done. On the far right wall, there's like a sign-in sheet, like a big poster, and you kind of see different people's names who've done this before. Do so we, if you feel like putting your names in there. 
Do we recognize any of the names? Yeah, you recognize Autumn's name is on there? Which really? is super weird. Huh. Uh, but the other people... What was her time? Some of them, it's very varied. So mm. Autumn's time was like three days, four hours, and 22 seconds. But other people did it in like weeks, but other people got DNF. One person did it in 10 minutes, which was weird. What was their name? <laughs> it was Ulfgar. Ulfgar. It was just Ulfgar. But there was Stevina. Sure. And what was her time? <laughs> two days, two weeks, and two minutes. In that order, oh, it's wow. written out. There is another one for uh, Lucinda Bellaforte, who mm. wrote her name in very loopy script. And she said, enough. <laughs> and there was a check mark next to it. So I guess that was fine. And uh, a bunch of other names, just kind of regular adventure names, like Steven and Chelsea. One person is named The Moonrise. How'd The Moonrise do? Uh, pretty well. 24 hours, 5 minutes, 36 seconds. Corlia, is there any, like, locks we need to know how to do? Or, like, any, you know, like, pre-advanced knowledge that you give people? Or just, like, do I need to expect any, like, actors? Or, like... Okay, I guess it... I mean, these aren't hints. It's just kind of telling you the structure. Um, so, like what I always said before, um, it's procedurally generated, so everyone kind of gets a different room no matter what so you're gonna what you walk into this really bright like before chamber and as you walk in then on the door you see like the there's gonna be a sign above each door um and it's gonna flip through different symbols and that's supposed to give you a clue about the type of challenge you're about to undertake and we have to go in all of them to beat it no no no. It, it's just gonna it's gonna finish when you finish so you're just going to keep walking through, and then eventually there's going to be uh, a door with, you know, I'll just tell you. There's going to be a door with a sunrise on it, and that's the one that you're going to notice. That's the, that's how you know you finished. So uh, Dawnrise. Yeah, like, you know, like the magic was inside it? Yeah, you got was, it. And the magic was inside The it. magic was inside of all and, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's how you know. If you see a sunrise door, you're done. All right, which way? Which door? I mean, just there's okay. only... That so, one? There's, no, that's the one outside. The we'll big, one. big one, Trace. Big one. Oh, okay. Tracy walks towards the door. Okay. So you walk through the ornate front door, and you are in a totally white room, except for another ornate door that's right in front of you. And it's gold and purple and, like, super etched and everything. You look above the ornate door where you're about to start, and it's like watching some an indecisive person use an Etch-a-Sketch. It's like you see a few lines of something, and it's like someone's erasing it away. And then you see another line, maybe they're curving off to the right, and then it gets erased away. And you see two lines that are going straight up, and it gets erased away. And now these lines are starting to come together. Someone is literally drawing it, and it is the shape of a snake. Okay. I, I love snakes. I don't want that one, y'all. The ornate double doors open wide. So as you peer inside now, this is like a regular dungeon, but it's like very detailed. It's like someone created a room that it was supposed to look like a dungeon. There's like windows with bars on them and there's like a skeleton off to the side, but that skeleton may or may not be fake. Oh, guys, memories. <laughs> I'm gonna tuck Oatcake to my chest and peer in to make a perception check. Five plus five for a 10. Uh, you guys see a statue a very large statue, like, bigger than Tracy, uh, what it kind of looks like a human man uh, on the other side, and he's standing in front of another set of very large doors. There on the left, there is a smaller door with bars in front of it. Which could be set dressing, but probably it's not. 
Tracy taps the tip of his axe on the floor twice, spins it in his hand, and walks boldly in. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of pull my uh, my shadow cowl a little bit closer around me, make sure it's kind of ready to go if I need it. Take out one dagger, set Oakcake down, and tell her, stay close. As you walk into the door, the double doors behind you slam shut, and you hear the creaking of metal. And you turn to your left, and the cage bars have, oh, no. are lifting up, and those doors open, and you see a massive snake head slithering out of those doors. The snake slithers around on its body, taking in the room around you, not looking directly at you. But this thing is 15 feet of just green and gray scales. And you can see there's like a fine powder on top of the snake as well, coating the back part of its scales. The snake slithers around and it looks at the skeleton that was so finely placed to the left. And the skeleton turns to stone. I'm going to roll a d4, and if I roll a 4, the snake gets to go again as a lair action, but if I roll a 1, that's going to be Amanda's turn. If I roll a 2, that's Fish's turn, and if I roll a 3, that is Brandon's turn. Okay, 1. This is Amanda. I am going to pull the mirror patch off of my cloak and hold it out in front of me. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> All right, you pull the patch off of your cloak, and the patch gets bigger and weightier in your hands, and it turns into a very heavy hand mirror. Great. I'm going to hold it out in front of me and advance toward the snake. Slowly, cautiously. I'm keeping the mirror in front of the snake's head, and I'm kind of looking under it and around it to track its movements. Make an investigation check. Six plus five for an 11. The dust all over the snake, you realize is stone dust. Okay. Four, this is the snake's turn. The snake looks up at Inara, and for a second, he like realizes what you're doing. He almost like recognizes the glint of glass and like puts two and two together. Damn. And it slithers up to you and it's gonna try to take a bite. Well, I, <laughs> I rolled it at one. <laughs> It's starting to look at itself, but it rolled high enough to avoid its own gaze. So it looks up in the mirror and like shakes it off a little bit and flicks its tongue in and out and goes and it slithers away from you. So this is fish. Johnny, what do you do? I'm going to place my hand on Tracy's shoulder, who has the least amount of health and cast resistance, which will get him a D4 to add to a saving throw of his choice. All right, cool. I'm going to roll again. So it's a two, so now that's going to go to Tracy. Tracy, what do you do? Tracy's going to take out his axe and, staring only at Anara's feet, rush over, turn his back so he's back-to-back to Anara, and sort of in tandem lockstep, have his axe ready and ready a movement and whisper in Anara's ear, get me close enough, I'll take his head off. Hot damn. All right, let's go. All right, I rolled a four, but since I know this thing is, is self-conscious, that is its disadvantage, so I'm going to roll again. I rolled a one. It's an R again. I am going to continue holding the mirror out and cast Mage Hand to whack the snake on the back of the head. Okay, do an attack roll. A plus seven for a 15. Okay, so what does it look like when you slap it? Uh, my cartoonish Mickey Mouse hand <laughs> walks through the air on two fingers like in Fantasia, sneaking hilariously, like it's taking Pratt's fall steps, if you know what I mean, and 
winds itself back and then backhands the snake and then skitters back away toward me. Okay. I'm hitting it on the back of its head so that it whips around to see what did that. And instead of seeing something, it will see my mirror. And it's going to look back in the mirror. All right, I'm going to make another. Same right there. Oh, it's beans. very good. It's very good. All right, well, <laughs> well uh, here's what happened. Oh, the no. snake looked in the mirror, saw its reflection, and this time it wasn't self-conscious. It took it in its entire snaky form. You see, like, someone is sh- slowly shading down the basilisk and uh, turning it gray. It's like it's desaturating the color. And with its open mouth, you see even its tongue turns to a dark obsidian. And this basilisk has turned to stone. Yay! Nicely done. I want to take a look at this dude, statue guy. Investigation. Yes, please. 13, investigation. Okay, so you notice two things about the massive statue. One is that this thing is huge and immovable. That is one. It is like there is no way for you to squeeze by it to get to the door. The second thing you notice is that you look up at its eyes and it has very human eyes. The statue is all metal, but its eyes are like a very soft blue. Hello, statue man. We've bested your snake. The statue does not say anything. Ah, another talker, eh? In the far <laughs> distance, you hear a rim shot. <laughs> out of my pack, I'm going to bring out Mr. Sippy mm-hmm. and Oatcake's water bowl and whisper, fountain, but small fountain. <laughs> And uh, try to just catch a little bit of water in the water bowl, just to fill it a bit. Small fountain, I think, gives you enough of a stream of a water fountain. Yeah, and you can I don't catch, have to get everywhere. No, you can catch uh, a little bit of water. In All right, then case. I'm going to cut it off. Okay. And I'm going to bring the bowl up under the statue's hand to dip his fingers in the water and see if anything happens. Interesting. Okay. So you bring it over there, and you see that the fingertips are changing from this very dark metal into stone. Into stone? Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, this is not going as planned. Would this person being all stone be lighter than if he were all metal? You know what? That's a very interesting thought, and I think he would. <laughs> now that that snake's gone, why don't you just hit him with the full geyser? All right, Trace, you mind? Do it. Geyser. Okay. You douse the entire statue with the holy water and you can see that the the metal is flaking away it's almost like it was contained in a metal shell and underneath is just the same stone that the basilisk is now and the dust all over this room does the statue wake up does its eyes change nope its eyes go from regular human eyes to just stone this is a totally stone statue oopsie doopsie oopsie doodle Whoopsie. Well, I mean, it was a procedurally generated statue. Yeah, this yeah. is not a real yeah, statue, right? Yeah, let's keep right? telling ourselves that. Uh, let's get oh. out of the way, guys. Trace? Tracy takes the brunt of it on his shoulder and pushes it as hard as he can. Okay. Is he successful? Yes. You know, I'm not even going to make you roll for it. You push the... Uh, such a strong boy. I know. You're such a strong, strong robo boy. You push the statue over, and it smashes into a bunch of pieces. And the doors behind the statue open up. Uh, guys, let's move on. Tracy kicks the doors open. Hey, it's Eric. What was the first time you realized that pants didn't have to have a button? 
Maybe it digs into your stomach, or it just doesn't fit right around your hips. When you go out and you finally realize that there's pants totally different from jeans, your whole life changes. Leggings. Jeans that are kind of sort of leggings. Joggers. They're all available for you. This is the mid-roll. You can be different. I have a drawstring. Special thanks to our newest patrons, Heather, Tanya, Sarah, and Kaya. You are joining the ranks of everyone here on Patreon, and we are so, 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 so thankful that you can be here with us. If you want to be a part of all of the fun that we have on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. If you are loving these Labor Party episodes and think, hmm, how can I get these back into my home and play them in my game? You are in luck. My creative collaborators and I made the labors from this arc into playable one-shots. You can download the modules you love the most, or you can download all of them, along with an introduction from me and an editor's note from Connor, who adapted these into module form. Head to bit.ly slash labor party modules, all lowercase, spelled the American way, for your chance to get a piece of JTP for your very own campaign. That is bit.ly slash labor party modules. This week, we are sponsored by Happy Leather Co., a business run by husband and wife, TJ and Alana Skidmore. They've just launched a Kickstarter for their customized leather items. They make mouse pads made out of leather. They make valet trays made out of leather, which you can put your keys and wallet in when you get home. And they make books with personalized leather straps that is so much leather and it is all so pretty. This stuff is really lovely, and they have tiers guaranteeing shipping before the holidays. TJ and Alana sent us some samples with a JTP logo on it, and you have not lived until you put a beer down on a logo of your podcast to keep the condensation from ruining Brandon's coffee table. It is very nice. You can go to bit.ly slash happyleatherco to back their Kickstarter. Or if you are listening after November 2018, you can use that same link to head to their shop. The internet is amazing, and so is leather, and so is the Happy Leather Goods Company. We are also sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. This week, we picked up the book for Worldwide Wrestling RPG, and I am so happy that we did. This is my new fascination, like wrestling is a combination of gaming and reality for the entertainment of everyone. So tackling my newfound interest with a game is exactly what I wanted. And it just may inform some new characters that are coming in upcoming arcs. Who knows? Who can say? You can pick up a new book or a new game or a new dice or anything at 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. Just use the code JOINTHEPARTY in-store or online and save 20% off. That code again is JOINTHEPARTY, all one word. Check them out at 20fullwordsidedstore.com or in person in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. And finally, we'd like to give a shout out this week to one of our favorite other actual play podcasts, The End of Time and Other Bothers. This is an improvised fantasy role-playing podcast set in the beautiful world of Alba Salix, maybe one of your other favorite audio dramas. And it's a tale of flightless fairies, half-demons, cafeteria line workers, dystopian empires, magical waterfalls, and mysterious books. And somewhere there is the end of time, but they'll get to that at some point. If you love actual plays like Join the Party, you're definitely going to love Other Bothers, so go check them out by searching for Other Bothers in the podcast app of your choice, and follow them online at Twitter at Other Bothers, use the hashtag, hashtag Other Bothers, or subscribe at OtherBothers.com. We see you, Sean. We see you, Eli. Go check them out.
All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, you beat the first one. Hey! Good job. Might have done a murder. <laughs> okay, so you're now in a similar antechamber. It's all white. You hear the same erasing and scribbling and erasing, and you look up. He gets almost done drawing the shape of a skull, and then it just, like, erases it all. And then it draws a big chunk of Swiss cheese, and the door opens. And it's super sunny outside again. Mm. I don't know if you can see what's going on outside, but it's like, this looks like a pretty inviting room. This one is tiled with linoleum tile. The most horrifying a, a material. A true horror show. Yeah. yeah. The scariest room so far. <laughs> There's even like a classic like kitchen light appliance hanging from the top of the ceiling. And in the middle of the room is a massive mousetrap. No oh, beans. It is nearly the size of a catapult. And of course, there's a big chunk of cheese on a little weighted platform. Hey, Eric. Yeah. Is my danger sense going off? I mean, there is. It's literally a mousetrap. Yes. <laughs> the other really interesting thing about the cheese is that it's a dark purple. Mm. Intriguing. Yeah. Is it like moldy or is it just purple? No, it doesn't. It looks real good. The but cheese purple. itself is just very, is a super purple. purple. What else is around us? Are there any kitchen things? Is it blank walls besides the windows? Like what else is there? There is a wallpaper full of roosters in different formations and like sitting or standing and pecking at stuff. You also see to your right and there's the matching set of doors for the other side. And there's no other set of doors? Nope. Is there any impediment in front of those doors? Nope. Tracy walks forward. Inara follows, trying to look without getting too close to the mousetrap. Yeah. I'm going to walk just through the threshold okay. and kind of like pause. The door is closed behind you, and Johnny, as you lean back against them, they're not moving. You guys want to like set off the trap or start yelling? Uh, Yeah, might as well. All right. That and seems like some holy material over there. Johnny, that was a really cheesy joke. And then Anara casts my hand. I am going to backhand the cheese. Two for two. Let's see back, how it goes. You're going to backhand the cheese? I sure am. I want you to make an attack roll against the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eric, that's something you ever thought you'd say. This in, is what in my digestive system does every time I eat cheese. <laughs> it's like, let's try. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Did you have a lactate? That's a plus three. But oh, no. Our DC's one. Make a constitution roll. Uh, well, friends, that's a 19 plus 7 for a 26 against the cheese. That's a good number. What's, what is the DC of cheese? What's the D cheese? So what What do you want to do to the cheese? Do you just want to... <laughs> <laughs> you want to melt one side of it so it creates that, like, uh, <laughs> it's the ar- it's, it's armor cheese. You want to just slice it in nice curls? Mm, mm. Anyway. Oh, sure. So what do you want to do to the cheese? It's <laughs> so funny. Just disturb, just disturb it? Do you want to push it off? <laughs> it's very funny, but I need to know what it is so we can move the game along. I'm intending to agitate the cheese. I want to be as if a predator going to nibble at the side of it. I just want to, like, slap its wet top. Okay. Anara, as you disturb the cheese... <laughs> You see, like, the Mickey Mouse hand float over to it. Yeah. And you just, like, do a very dignified poke of the big piece <laughs> the of purple you gotta cheese. Do it. Yeah. And you see it, like, move, like, six inches to the right. And the cheese starts to change color. Oh, no. It goes from a deep, deep purple to a bright American cheese orange. And you all hear squeaking. It's not just one mouse. Oh, no. 
you see a rumbling from the light fixture above. And the squeaking is getting louder and louder and louder. And all of a sudden, the light fixture bursts off and terrible, sharp, pink-tailed, nasty, pot-bellied rats start pouring out of the ceiling. I want you all to roll for initiative. I'm assuming we need to protect the cheese. 19. 22. 16. Okay. So this swarm of rats continues to pour from the ceiling, and they're going to go first. They don't lunge at you to attack. They grab the cheese, and they are sprinting towards the windows. They use a dash action, so they are like all the way at the wall. Also, there are more rats pouring from the naturally, ceiling. Naturally. So I'm uh, going to use, for the first time ever, Flaming Sphere. Ooh. Oh, no! <laughs> and I'm going to cast the Flaming Sphere specifically where the rats are falling through the hole, so the rats, instead of falling into this room, eventually drowning us in rats, will fall into this Flaming Sphere, disintegrating them. Holy hell. So you create a sun and you put it in a the light fixture and it smells so bad. Oh but no, why the, you gotta bring smell into it? But the swarm of rats is not growing. Anara, it's your turn. I'm going to give Johnny a thumbs up, tuck oatcake into the front of my tunic and run over to the other set of doors to investigate and see if we can open them. Okay. Anara, you push on the doors and they're locked. All right, well, I'm not sure what else to do, so I'm going to pull my grind machine skateboard out from the skateboard section of my backpack, because of course I have a skateboarding backpack, and uh, hop on it and skim across the sea of rats over toward the cheese. Okay. You've already used part of your movement to go over to the door, Okay. So, but you get a little bit more movement from being on the skateboard, so now you're like grinding on top of the rats, but you cannot get to the cheese yet. I'm on my way. All right, Brandon, it's your turn. Tracy sits down on the ground, lays out his bag Mm -hmm. of Tallahassee, Mm -hmm. says, let's play. All right, your bag is now the fearsome gator known as Tallahassee. Hope you're hungry, Tally. And I point him towards all the rats. Oh, no. So Tallahassee scrambles along towards the swarm of rats, and he's going to try to yum yum eat him up. Nice. 16. All right, so 16 plus 4, that is a hit, and I want you to roll a d10. 6. Okay, that does 8 points of damage to the rats. He ate up about a third of the rats. He's um, a hungry boy. He's a very oh, hungry boy. boy. I, should, I should feed him more often. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. But the rats are still running away with the cheese. Do they slow down, though, because they have less members? No, it was like the back the back third of the <laughs> oh, rats. Just the, the ones keeping up the, the rat tail. Yeah. The rat tail? Oh, the rat tail. Uh, the rat okay, tail. so now it's the rat's turn again. It's the rat's turn. So on this turn, many of them who are falling through the hole are burning to their death in a sphere of fire. Okay. I'm just reminding everyone that that is happening because it's the <laughs> worst thing that could possibly be happening. So, no. Can so, you imagine wanting cheese so bad and then you fall into a sun? I mean, yeah. It's a war... So the rats are streaming down. I'm going to do a dexterity saving throw to get around the sun. I'm going to say it's a DC 15. How's that? It damages them, but that's it. Yeah, okay. So we got a nine. So no more rats have flooded through the have flooded through the God, thing. this is so gross. I think a few rats are going to peel off and try to annoy Johnny. So um, they're going to try to bite you, and I think if you get bit, you lose your concentration. That is correct. Okay. Well, I rolled a two. 
<laughs> Can I tell you? Yeah. That that beats my... No, no. No, I'm, it doesn't beat it. On this beautiful sunny day, as my two friends are, are having some good time with rats, I feel little little bites, like mosquito bites on my feet, but it does nothing. Yeah. Another bit of them peeled off, and now it's only half the size that it was before, so now we're like looking at a, oh, this is uh, a smaller rug. So a third Sounds. went away, but um, then so half went away. So it went from went like away. a living room rug to like a bedroom rug. Yeah. Okay. Anara, the rats get out from underneath you on the grind machine, and they're starting to climb up the wall to the window, and they're trying to hold on to the cheese as they do so. All right. Well, I am going to attempt to grab the cheese away. Yes. <laughs> How high is it up the wall? Right now, it's about five feet up. All right, I'm going to switch directions. Uh, instead of going toward the cheese, I'm going to do a little arc around it toward the back of the room and then back around, trying to pick up some speed and then jump off the grind machine to somersault through the air, attempt to grab the cheese, and land hopefully on the grind machine. Okay, so why don't you do acrobatics and then we're going to figure out if you grab the cheese. It's a nat 20 on my oh, rose gold metal die! Nice, nice, nice. Jesus, okay. All the rats die. Woo! You have um, <laughs> you have sleight of hand. You have advantage on the sleight of hand check to pull the cheese out of the rat's hand, and I'm, I'm going to contest it. Uh, 19 plus four for 23. All right, I'm not I, lying. It's the rose gold <laughs> dice. All right, I rolled I rolled lower than that. So Anara, you now have the cheese in your hand. It is a little soft. <laughs> Even as you do your sick flips through the air and you land back on the grind machine. All the rats turn to you and go, See ya, suckers! I am going to make eye contact with Tracy and toss that cheese like a sack of flour over to my friend Tracem. Like a sack of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Brandon, uh, how do you want to grab it out of the air? I'm going to shoot my long arm of the law out. Okay. Let's just do a uh, attack roll against the cheese. <laughs> and I assume I'm the DC is very low. It's, it's, it's not bad. 11? I think with an 11, you grab it out of the air and you uh, reel the cheese back to you. What do you want to do with it? I'm going to start dashing towards the other end of the room. Okay. the double doors. All right. It's now the rat's turn again. I'm going to do another, do another dexterity saving throw to get around Johnny's son. <laughs> and it's, again, lower than 15, so the more rats are just getting burnt to hell. The rats use their dash action to run at Tracy. Tally, keep him off me! Tally tries to snap at the rats, but, like, they're making a wide berth. They are just focused on Tracy. While I'm, like, concentrating my Kamehameha fire burst of the sun, Mm -hmm. roasting up some delicious rat. Why do you have to describe it every time? Because that's what's (laughs) happening, and we need to be reminded. I'm going to peel my eyes away for a moment and try to do an arcana check. See if I can recognize any kind of magicness happening with that trap that the cheese was originally sitting. I got it. I rolled a 16. Okay, with a 16, you realize that a spell has been triggered, and it's Conjuration. Okay. I yell to Anara, could you check out that uh, trap over there? Because I think that's uh, kind of what's causing all these rats to appear. You know, the, the, the giant rat trap? It's probably causing the rats. Uh, sure. So I will loop around on the grind machine back toward the trap, glancing nervously overhead at the sun and (laughs) do an investigation check to see if I can trigger this trap without getting a hand chopped off. Alright, do an investigation check. Uh, 
Uh, 14 plus 5 for a 19. All right. You take a look at the base that the cheese originally was on, and you see that it's weighted. And you look underneath it, and there is, like, a stone tablet with a rune on it that is now glowing. Imagine, like, Indiana Jones, you know, Uh with a sandbag on it. Right. Once whatever the weight is is disturbed on the platform, you look down, and there's this rune that is glowing purple because it is no longer... So it's like the mousetrap has been set off and I have to put it back to not set off. Exactly. Okay. So I am going to bring the heavy, unrefined rock from the mine and put it on top of the mousetrap. Yeah. When you put the rock back on the mousetrap, you look down and the rune is now totally covered. And the rats that were running at Tracy stop and they sit back on their hind legs. Oh, that's worse. Tally eats them. Tally eats them. You just want them to eat them? Yeah. All right. Tally the alligator eats all of the rats. I look toward the doors. Any movement? Yeah. You look over at the doors and the doors open. And Tracy's still holding this cheese. I. uh, Drop it, run! Tracy takes a bite of the cheese. A victory bite. I mean, you don't have any taste buds, so it just kind of. It just kind of tastes soft. It's a pride thing. (laughs) It just tastes soft in your mouth. I give a little bit to Tally as a reward for their good work yeah. and uh, pat them on the head and say, hey, time's over. Tally turns back into a bag. You look inside. It doesn't smell great in there. So I'll dismount the grind machine and stride into the antechamber. Does anybody want this cheese or like? Nope. No, Trace, I don't trust it. All right. I chuck it across the room. <laughs> you guys walk into the antechamber once again. It is the same totally white, totally blank room. If you look down, you can see you've tracked a little bit of stone dust in from the first challenge. You look up at the door, and it doesn't draw anything for a little bit. Come on! We're waiting! It's like it's the door's thinking. Are are, are we done? Give us that dawn rise! It's like if there's nothing in the first five seconds, you get the period free, right? Yes! And above the double doors now, you see that something is drawing. And first, it's like a very rudimentary picture of a bird. And then it crosses it out and makes it a lot more detailed and really gets its plumage and its beak correct. And you see that this is the picture of an eagle. And the doors open up. What's the light switch? Light situation is very good inside. Okay. In fact, as the doors open up, you hear cheering and yelling and excitement. And people are cheering your names. I don't trust this. Tracy takes his axe out and walks in. You're back in the original room that you started. The waiting room? Yeah, you're back in the waiting room. You see Karelia. You see Karelia's desk and all of the chairs and the sign-up sheet over on the right. But you see Karelia, and she's standing and clapping. And a bunch of other people who you haven't seen before are holding balloons and have streamers. And there is a, there's a banner that says, congratulations. Can I do an arcana check before I enter this room? Sure. Nine plus five for a uh, whatever that is. What are you? Yeah. What are you looking for? Can I determine maybe a source in the room? I want to say it's not. It's not magical. Mm. You don't feel magic in there. Mm. And there's the big ornate double door in the far wall. Karelia comes up to you. Oh my god! Congratulations! I'm so pr- I can't believe you guys did it. Wow! Record time. That's that is amazing. I'm gonna poke her arm with my finger. Uh, excuse. I, Anara, congratulations. Great job. I'm so happy for you. Are you secretly an eagle? Which one to use the eagle? 
Which which one of these people do I have to kill to go forward? I'm not. There's a trap. It. We're all it. No, these are all of my. These are all the people who've done it before. Is it you? We know we're not done. Do you have to die? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You guys are so silly. Oh, congrats. I mean, you guys did it in only like a few hours. I know time moves a little bit with Stranger in there, but congratulations. It's so awesome. All you have to do is go right through that door and you win. You're Where? you're off and you get all the all the prizes and treasure and stuff. Uh-uh. Where's the eagle? What eagle? I do not know what eagle you're talking uh, about. Can I roll insight or investigation? Um, yeah, you can do an insight check. Well, I think Inara is overwhelmed by the beauty of that small ponytail because um, rolls a, a nat one. Oh, no. Yeah. You wish that you had gone to college and, like, had this experience, and uh, Karelia is thanking you. You feel like you just got an A for the first time. I didn't even know what an A was, and I got one. You are so great. I could learn so much from you three. I've seen so many adventures. Now, let me introduce you to everybody. She looks around. It's like, yeah, hey, there's Davina. There's a dwarf with a beard who waves to you. Oh, yeah, there's Chelsea. And uh, Chelsea is an Aarakocra who is, like, flying and holding one of the banners up. You even see in the back, you see Autumn. And Autumn is uh, standing on a chair and cheering for all three of you. Okay, it's definitely a dream. Anara! Anara, come over here! Anara, we have so much to talk about. I I haven't seen you in so long. Listen, you gotta tell me. You need to tell me. Did you end up making out with a representative? Like, if you kiss Brinksy, you gotta tell me. Tracy shoves Corellia. What are we doing here? I'm telling you, this is the end. Shoves her again. She stumbles backwards, but she stumbles backwards so that she's facing you. Hey, Tracy, I'm just trying to say congratulations. Everyone here is just to congratulate you. Just go through the door and you're done. You can stop doing this. (gasps) What's that? And I point across the room. Okay. Uh, What is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you roll. <laughs> I think that's straight up charisma, huh? Yeah. All right, straight up charisma. I got a 17 flat. Okay, so she turns around, and you see that there is a thin strand of red ooze mm-hmm. trailing from her back, and it's trailing to the far wall into the door. What is it? I don't see anything behind me. I make eye contact with Johnny and Tracy. Tracy unsheathes his axe, hulks it on his shoulder, steps forward, and shoves her again. What are we doing here, Corelia? Nothing. We're just trying to get you through the front door. I'm going to swing if we don't stop playing this game. And everyone starts moving closer and closer towards you. Inara uses her dagger on the red strand. Make an attack roll against the red strand. Seven plus seven for a fourteen. You try to stab at her with your dagger, but the the red ooze like moves a little bit to the right, and you miss it. Come on, let's just go through the door, and then you'll be done. And everyone starts getting closer and closer towards you. We're done with this, and he takes a giant swing at Corellia. Eleven plus six for seventeen. Okay, so with a seventeen, you connect. You hit her in the right shoulder, and you've attacked people with axes before. You know how it feels. But this axe goes in, and it's just, like, gushy. It's soft, and it's slimy, and it has a lot of give. And as you pull your axe out, instead of where blood may be, it's just more red ooze. Hopefully, like, it's caught off guard. Over Tracy, I um, set my hands out and cast Burning Hands. And in fact, I'm going to cast it as a level 3 spell 
you're doing a deck saving throw. 15 is the spell save. Okay. I rolled a seven, ah. so it takes full damage. Ooh, not too shabby. 27 damage to this room of, of imposters. What does it look like when you do Burning Hands? So it's like I'm conducting an orchestra and instead of beautiful musical notes, fire comes out of my hands, mm -hmm. out of the fingertips, and spreads throughout the room towards all of these people. So Johnny, you unleash this wave of fire, and I think all of the people standing in front of you scream a terrible high-pitched scream, and they all lose their form. They all shiver and shake, and they all turn back into red ooze. The doors fly open, and red ooze fills the entire doorway. It shakes and shivers and is trying to swat the fire off of itself. But it's not just ooze. Inside are gaunt, terrible, screaming faces. And they're all coming right towards you. The Burning Hands also has set everything aflame. Yeah, <laughs> the banners, the door, the, the door, everything. And it's reaching out the towards, towards you. one by one. You he start to hear the screaming in the back of your head. And I want to make everyone to make a wisdom saving throw. This would be a charm-based spell, so we have advantage. Okay, so the elves here get advantage. Oh. I got a nat 20. 16 plus 6. Okay. Tracy's so wise, I got a 6. <laughs> okay. Plus anything, or...? It was 7 minus 1. Oh, baby. <laughs> All right. Johnny and Ara, you hear the screaming in the back of your head, but you're more concerned about everything on fire and what the hell that thing is. Tracy, everything goes kind of cloudy. You can't walk. You don't really know what's happening. You don't know what's going on. It's like you don't even have control over your arms and legs anymore. Roll a d10. I got a four. Tracy, you can't move your arms and legs. You can't talk. You can't do anything. I think the gravity and weight of the situation is sort of all coming down on him at once. He's done a lot of things in these rooms that he hasn't isn't necessarily proud of and not sure is why he's doing that. And he's sort of retreating back into himself. And you hear, and you cannot get that screaming out of your head. Johnny and Nara, what do you want to do? Inara does not know what to do. Um, I'm just going to pull out Mr. Sippy in case we had a meeting to, to fight the fire from coming nearer to us. But I'm just holding OK close to my chest. I back toward Tracy because I, I see that he's not moving. And I just look at Johnny to see what he's going to do. Good fire management has you ready to do something in case things getting out of control, but you're in control now because you have a way to deal with things if it goes bad. At least I think I do. At least you think you do. I'm actually going to start walking in towards the uh, the main ooze. Its tendrils are like dealing with themselves around me as I'm walking straight into the middle towards it, and I'm going to cast Burning Hands again, Okay. which is a DC 15 dex save throw. Okay, even though it's distracted by the fire, it, it, it manages to avoid some of the blast. It's going to avoid hands. probably the brunt, but let's still do some damage to sure. you. I got a 15 damage. Okay, it's distracted by the fire, and it is still angry and screaming. Anara, do you want to do anything? Uh, looking at Tracy again, I have just never seen his eyes so vacant. Um, and I am going to look around the room again for some kind of exit. Okay, make a perception check. 
17 plus one for an 18. So one of the banners you realize was kind of like massively oversized and said great job on it is just totally up in flames. And you see that there is another set of doors in the left corner. And above those set of doors is the sunrise. Johnny, Johnny, I found an exit. Let's go. I turn back and I look to see Nara clutching uh, Mississippi and Tracy's still unmoving. I, I give her a shrug and then I'm going to cast another burning hands onto the ooze. Just get him out of here towards the door. I'll hold this back. Brandon, make another uh, wisdom saving throw. Is a seven good? No. Oh, a seven is not good. Brandon, roll another d10. Three. It's like someone has short-circuited your brain, and all you hear is the screaming and the face of all of those gaunt skeletons stuck inside the ooze. I turn back and see that Tracy tried to struggle to gain control and did not gain control, and I'm going to continue moving forward trying to end the ooze with another burning hands. The ooze is still trying to pat itself down, get the fire out, but one tendril is extending towards you, and it's going right towards your face. And once again, you hear the extremely loud screaming in the back of your head. Make a wisdom saving throw, and you have advantage because this thing's on fire. Great. No. That is a 15 plus 6 for a 21. It reaches its ooze out to you, and you feel like the strand is coming to you in all directions, like on all sides of your head and even inside of you. You bat it away with another fiery blast, and it can't get inside your head. Inara, get him out of here, and I'm going to keep advancing. I am going to use the fountain function in Mississippi and hit Tracy in the face and see (laughs) if that helps him at all. Yeah, Tracy, make a wisdom saving throw, and you have advantage this time. Nineteen minus one for eighteen. Yeah, you no longer hear the screaming, and it's like you're getting booted back online. And you look around, and everything is on fire. Johnny is advancing with terrible flaming hands onto this same screaming faces you heard, you saw in your brain. The minute he unfreezes, I am pushing him toward the door. Tracy, I got an exit. We gotta go. I don't think anything is registering with Tracy, so he's just following the one voice he recognizes. So I'm going to lead Tracy as fast as I can through the double doors. I'm going to finish this guy off, uh, or at least get him distracted enough that I can also run through the doors. I give him my signature double guns with little bits of fire coming out of those as I walk my way over through the door. The strands of ooze reach out towards you. They're covered in flame. They do not have the strength at this point to reach through the door. With the flames licking at your heels, you start to walk through the Dawnrise doors. But now, inscribed above them, is a lantern. Johnny, you're expecting to see the end with Karelia's desk and all of your friends. The white room is similar. There's really nothing there. But it's not a room at all. There's no door or walls or ceiling. And you realize this is the same place where you were when you died fighting the bone whale. I'm sorry, Johnny. I can't afford to leave you alive. I, uh, 
uh, wait, where am I? You know where you are. It's just a thing I felt I had to say. I'm at your house. Uh, what I don't know is why I'm here. You lit the candle, Johnny. I know. I thought I was supposed to. You can't resist lighting candles. You know I could just go back there, right? See my friend, the centaurs, walk through the broken puzzles, and just turn it off. Be on my way. Johnny, be good light. Every life has a purpose. Your first one was to find yours. Now this one, the one that I've given you, is to fix. And I'm super grateful for all of that. And I'm doing that. Melding the light and the shadow together, going out and teaching the people, and I need to get back to doing that, you know, the out there. I don't think so. The number of divine boons you've gathered? You're more ethereal than person at this point. You don't belong on this mortal coil anymore. I suppose from your silence you believe this is a punishment. Johnny, you are the perfect candidate to stay here. Stay? What do you mean, stay? There's nothing here. I'm just... It's just floating light and nothing. I like my perpetual old man body, and socks with sandals, and infinite apples, and how easy it is to make friends, and I just got a ranch. I finally have a place of my own. I'm not giving that up. No one said you had- And Tracy! Tracy, what do I do? What do I tell him? Can I reach out to him? I think that- He's gonna turn around and see that I'm gone. Come on, let me pop down there for a couple of days, and I- Enough! Adama's hand is trapped by death himself. The Council of Bright is beating down the door. The champion is lost. You had to stoop to controlling his wishes to get him to fall in line. You're no longer the servant of the light. You've made that clear over the last months. You say you're the leader of all, a prophet of the light and the dark. Well, lead. If you care about balance, then you must balance. The compass. It's... It's a prison. Yes. And Zul wants out. He's trying to switch with the speaker. And I have to shut the door. That's correct. Can I... Just for a second. He will understand. He's an understanding sort. If you say so, then, then it must be true. So? Let's go. Now? Time is not a concept I use on a regular basis, so I'll say yes, now. I was lost in so many ways, in the forest, at the monastery, in my thoughts. I wanted a sign, something to point me in the right direction, something to tell me that I was doing good in the world. When I found those books on gods outside the Trinity, the light called to me. I ran to it. I followed, and I read, and I prayed, and I wished. But it was just hope, right? I would have given anything for a real relationship with you. When they gave me the lantern, I couldn't believe it. You were real, not a divine I made up in my head. Now you're calling for me, and I don't know if I'm ready. Wait, wait. Yes? What's the light situation? Getting better.
Anara and Tracy. You walk through the door at the end of the labyrinth. You're expecting Karelia to get up and greet you with handfuls of balloons and streamers. But you walk through the door, and you're back in Zayul's auditorium. The compass floats angrily in the air, the speaker collapsed on the ground. You look behind you at the closed doors. But Johnny isn't coming through them. Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hetty Hunt. The Party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime. Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com. If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.